It's time to get up, get motivated, and start making moves for yourself instead of working to make someone else rich. These are genuine experiences and the stories of real entrepreneurs that made the ultimate decision to live for themselves in order to achieve unbelievable results. You're listening to The Time Is Now, making your business personal. Now here's your host, Kent Clothier. Hey everybody, Kent Chloe here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Time Is Now podcast. I am joined by a very, very special guest here today, Mr. Yannick Silver. What, Yannick, what's going on, brother? Hey, Kent. Hey, glad to be here. Hey, man. I'm so uh, happy and privileged that, that you had the opportunity to come and spend some time with us. I know you and I, I mean, people would find this hard to believe, but literally we've been probably years in the making just trying to make this one. Yeah, I know. It's happy. strange. But now, now I'm sure we'll hang out a bunch, hopefully. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, between uh, Dimitri and Joe and Frank, and we've got all these people that, that have always said, hey, you guys need to get together and hang out a little bit and talk a little bit. And, and now I'm glad we're able to finally do it here. So thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Of course. So, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Yannick. I, I would never be able to do him justice. So I'm going to let Yannick tell you a little bit about his story, his journey, and then we'll quickly dive into why I asked him to be here and why I think he's got a lot of valuable lessons to share. So, Yannick, kind of give everybody, if you don't mind, a little bit of your background. Yeah. So I think of myself as a person that catalyzes the catalyst. So that, that's what I really care about is, you know, finding the, the people that are doing interesting things out in the world and how do we help them leverage that more and bring them together, help them grow themselves, grow their business, make a difference in the world and, and have some fun in the process. And, and that journey started from, uh, I guess, uh, as a, a Russian immigrant family would be the you know, that, that start came over uh, when I was three years old and my dad uh, went to work right away. And then, and then basically he quit his job and, and started his own business, which was selling medical equipment and repairing it. And growing up in a family business, you basically do everything. And, and so I, I got to work when I was 14, telemarketing, 16. I was out on the road cold calling and realizing that cold calling really sucks, especially when you're 16, calling on 50, 60-year-old doctors. And, uh, and then I learned a lot about direct response marketing and and kind of that was a skill that really helped me leverage what I was doing and be out of that nine to five world in that way. Uh, and, and it really helped me help me move out of that. That turned into me helping doctors get more patients. Uh, so my first sort of publishing foray and then uh, and then the Internet came along and I was like, wow, this is really fascinating. I think I have the skills to make this work. And I created my first million dollar product selling uh, this thing called instant sales letters, which are fill in the blank sales letters. And people are like, whoa. How did you do that? Could you teach me how to do that next career of, of uh, really teaching others how to take their passion, their expertise, and, and put it online? And then about 10 years ago, I just looked at my life. I'm like, you know, I'm not really happy. And it was kind of weird because I was making a lot of money. I was doing a lot of right things. Outside looking in, you'd think I'd, I'd have it all figured out, but, but I just wasn't happy. And that's when this whole Maverick uh, thing sort of started. And that was really scratching my own itch of how do you bring together unique entrepreneurs and, and for us to to share ideas and, and come together that whole growing yourself and making a difference in the world. Explain to people what Mavericks is. I mean, I, mean, I know yeah, we so kind of glossed it, but just well, I mean, it originally started as an adventure travel company where uh, we're actually having our 10th anniversary Baja dune buggy trip uh, coming up in, in two weeks. Oh, wow. And, and so that started off as just, you know, Hey, I'd like to hang out with other cool, interesting entrepreneurs doing good, good stuff. And let's go have some adventures together because it give us a reason to get out of the office and do cool stuff. Uh, and, and then we talk about business in the middle of nowhere and, you know, there'd be a charity element to it as well. So it all, it always had those three pillars that the dollar sign, happy face, heart, but 
So that first trip, I think I lost maybe $35,000. I'm like, oh, you know, it's okay. It's a investment. And then about $400,000 in, uh, my wife's like, so what the hell are you doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, and, and it was kind of weird because everything before that point, um, you know, I had seven or eight products that hit the seven figure mark just from, you know, just from scratch. And so everything before that was just really easy. And this is the thing that I really, really cared a lot about. And, and it, it wasn't working. So it really forced me to go back and, and think about my why. And my why wasn't putting out an adventure travel company for entrepreneurs. It was right now our mission is how do we uh, change the way business is played? And so that's a much bigger mission. And it really forced me to go back and rework what the heck we were doing. And so Maverick has now turned into this collective of industry leading entrepreneurs. And we get together for these unique retreats and experiences and uh, really support each other. It's become more like a family. Yeah, I mean, I've heard nothing but amazing things from people from all over the world that I admire and love and, and that speak very, very highly of Mavericks. I love what you guys are doing. And I love the fact that you talked about pressing pause and going back and figuring out what your why is really about. I talk about this a lot on the podcast and, and quite frankly, anywhere I can, but I mean, how important is the why in all of it, right? And everything that you're doing out there, how, how important is it for an entrepreneur to really connect with that? Yeah. So I go back to, there's, there's a guy named Viktor Frankl, who was uh, a, a psychologist who lived through the, uh, the Holocaust. And he was uh, incarcerated in a, in a Nazi uh, concentration camp. Mm-hmm. And his, his book, Man's Search for Meaning, is, is you know, a classic work. And in there, he quotes uh, Nietzsche. And Nietzsche says, that you can essentially, you know, paraphrasing, it's you can overcome any, or you can live through any, any sort of thing that happens, any, any how, as long as you have a big enough why. And, and so if we give something a deep enough meaning, it's going to help us. Hopefully we're never going to be in a concentration camp like that, but it gives us, you know, with business, you always have ups and downs. And if it's just about the money, that reason why usually doesn't last very long. You know, that the why really has to be something bigger. Um, has to be even bigger than than yourselves. And this is what I've been studying now for the last couple of years. And it's been really fascinating because I, I wrote a book called Evolved Enterprise. Um, yeah, I've read it. Yeah. Which, which is all about how business can make the greatest difference in the world. And in there, one of the key aspects is what, what I call is cause, but but it's really why. And when you have that plugged in, your team gets aligned in something greater. Your your customers buy from you more and they want to be a part of something bigger. Uh, you know, it just it just forces you to go out and play a bigger game. So for the per- you know the, the new entrepreneur that's out there that's that's listening right now that's still involved in the hustle, um, and there there's no doubt there's somebody out there there's some young kid that thinks they're smarter than than guys like us right and they're they're out there trying they're like you know I don't have time for the why I mean I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make this thing happen for me what do you say to that that guy or that girl out there and, and trying to help them press pause and and really put this to put these pieces together i mean i know i know how important it is and i know, yeah. you know how important it is well so you know and, and i don't think it has to be mutually exclusive for you know for if they are in that cash accumulation phase and they're if they're in the you know in the hustle phase as you said like there's it doesn't have to be one or the other necessarily right so you can make a big impact with what you're doing and and still make really yeah, good money it. that's a good point uh, that's becoming more apparent now with the research that i've seen from the evolved enterprise stuff which is you look at companies like like tom shoes uh they recently sold half their business for 300 million dollars so valuation of 600 million uh, a company like warby parker which basically went up against a goliath which is luxotica who held about 80 percent of the uh, market share of, of eyewear and and now they have a billion dollar valuation 
by using impact and the way that they were doing, uh, giving away things to help people improve people's eyesight with every purchase made. And so like, you know, you, you don't have to only go out there and go hustle. What, what I think is, is really sad is when someone realizes that they were just doing something just for the money and they sort of hated or tolerated that everything that went into it. And then at the end of the day, they're like, well, I could have done something else. And, and it's like, you, you don't give yourself permission to really almost like, almost like an artist really. And I do believe entrepreneurs are artists when done in the right way that your business is your canvas. And you can really pull together what do you what do you love? What's your what's what are you truly passionate about? And what has this greater impact in the world? And what is the sound business model behind it? So I'm not saying you know throw away the the revenue, throw away the yeah. the, uh, the the money aspect of it. You can't. No, 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 no. You certainly can't. And that, and I and I agree with you that there's that there's not. As, I think you made a great point. I mean, I just think there's there doesn't have to be the separation. I just I, I think there's a lot of people that get caught in this mental trap of believing that um, the business is all always about the X's and the O's. And I think to your point, and you know, my story is very similar to your point, you could sit there and you got seven or eight things that go. And like you said, you know, I've got these, these products that went out and they're very successful and things outside looking in, things are going very well. Um, You know, I've had that very similar experience. And then you kind of, you, you look up and you're like, man, I mean, everybody tells me I've got this whole thing figured out. Uh, and, but for some, something's just missing. And suddenly when a purpose is clearly defined and all of a sudden it becomes, uh, a lot more powerful beats to say no to things that make you feel like you may maybe even compromising, right? This, this is what I'm here to do. I'm here to do this one thing, but here's the impact I, I really want to create in the world. And yes, my business and the things I'm doing, uh, allow all that stuff to happen, but it kind of gives everything this new meaning, this new life. And I don't know how, how you feel about it, but for me personally, it was amazing that when I got so clear on my why and on my purpose and on my vision of where I was going, a lot of people, a lot of resources began, I would almost say that they were attracted to what I was trying to do. In other words, I wasn't having to try anywhere near as hard to go off and create something because everybody knew where I stood, right? And it was like, hey, this is what he stands for. This is what he stands against. This is what he's not willing to compromise on. And there's a lot of people that were like, this is my guy. This is the guy I want to be around. And suddenly things became... Uh, a lot clearer, and I think that's probably the biggest lesson that I that I learned uh, over the years in doing this. Because you know, I was a kid in my twenties that I I was the guy that chased a lot of money and 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 was very very successful at it, right? And then suddenly looked up and I was divorced when I was thirty two years old and basically um, served a big dose of humble pie that was extremely painful. Um, but it taught that humility taught me a lot that, oh my God, man, there's some, there's gotta be, if it can be gone that fast, there's gotta be something bigger that, attached to this, man. It's gotta have a bigger purpose. I gotta, I gotta be able, be able to get my arms around it. Yeah, no, I think you're, you're absolutely right there. Hey, this is Kent and thanks for listening to the show. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up. If you're interested in real estate investing and looking for a way to get started, go to the time is right there on the page. You'll see, an opportunity to just log in and get a free copy of my best-selling book. It's a great way to get started, learn a lot about one of our most basic strategies in real estate called wholesaling, reverse wholesaling to be specific, exactly how you can get started right now. Got a whole list of resources in there, step-by-step instructions, everything you need. Again, go check it out at thetimeisnow.com. So in our family, we have our, our 13, we call them 13 silver keys, which are 
13 different values that we live by and each week we will talk about one of them and 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 really focus intently on it. And so each Sunday we'll have dinner and talk about it. One of them is follow your bliss doors will open. So, you know, which is a Campbell quote, which is, I absolutely love that, which is, you know, that it's a paraphrase of that follow your bliss that where there were once only walls doors will open. And so it looked like that you're, you know, you're not going through something, but all of a sudden the door opens up for you when you're following and bliss is a very misunderstood term. A lot of times it's like some people think of it as just, Oh my, you know, whatever makes me happy, but, but it's not, it's like where you're fully utilized where like you feel like you're, that you were designed for this. Like this is, this is you like every, every bit of, of what you've been through before is like a little, uh, a little masterstroke in the collage or the mosaic of who you are. Yeah, no, dude, I love it. I mean, I, and, and I can't, I, that's why, again, I'm, I'm very grateful to have you on here because I think that, that there's a lot of people that need to understand just how important this is. I mean, we go as far as, as in our trainings uh, without putting this kind of foundational work in. I just think it's a, a little pointless um, yeah. to go through some of the other stuff. I just don't think it makes sense. Yeah. Well, and, you know, one thing that I, that I would share that I think might be important is if you look at everyone might be familiar with the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So another psychologist, but this, you know, the pyramid of needs, everyone's probably seen it where it starts at the very bottom, which is survival needs. And, you know, you need, you need food, you need shelter, you need clean water. Then, and it goes up to, uh, to love and belonging and then self-actualizations at the top. But, you know, for the people that are hustling, you, you, if you can set a dollar amount that says, okay, this is my dollar amount. I, you know, anything above this, that's my sort of security blanket. Now I'm free to go explore what really gets me excited and, and what really turns me on and helps me feel much more like an artist than what I'm doing in my business. Right. Got your needs covered and then go. Yep. No doubt, brother. So what are you working on now? What's, what's new and exciting? A lot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, th- this whole notion of, of how business can make the greatest difference in the world, like that, that's what I'm really excited by. And then this idea of, like I said, you know, catalyzing the catalyst. So looking at people that are leveraged nodes and people with big voices and distribution, and then how do we nudge them along or instigate them or put them in a sandbox with others that are really exceptional so that they can come away with something else that they can do. And then their voice can be this amplification of this idea of, okay, yeah, business can be something more like the UN two years ago introduced their global goals, which are 17 different global goals uh, for what they thought could really help change the world. And, And this is the first time that they actually got businesses involved. So big corporations, small business are trying to get them even more involved. And so it's everything from ocean conservation to ending poverty to, you know, you name it. And so I really look at aligning, how do businesses align with these, these ways of, of making an impact? And, and again, it's almost from a self-centered point of view. It's like it actually increases revenue, which is so wild. So like, and, and I even saw this in a small way uh, this weekend. So we do a, a, an event for families. We teach kids about business and entrepreneurship and we send the kids out on the streets to go sell stuff. And so I'm walking around with my son who's, uh, who's 12. And we had just spent the day before with a, uh, a charity called Miracle League, and they helped special needs kids uh, get out uh, and play baseball. So we went over there and played a game of baseball with them. And some of them were like buddies and walking them around and helping them out. And so we talked about introducing a charity aspect to what they're selling. They're selling like 2018 glasses and tiaras with that light up and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And, and so the kids, as soon as they started talking about the charity, like people were like, oh, yeah, okay. And then they started making even more sales. And it worked for them. They made like 600 bucks in a day. Oh, wow. They had to pay me back their, their cost of goods. But, 
his team, uh, they, they went, they were great. And, uh, they each made about a hundred bucks and, and then gave uh, 10% of their revenue to, to Miracle League. So it was really just exciting. And that idea of, and, and it has to be genuine, it has to be authentic, but it works so well. Wow, you got me thinking, I'm trying to think how I can do that. I love that. I mean, I have a 12 year old daughter. I've got a four year old daughter. I've got a 24 year old son that works in our business, but with my young kids, I would love to be able to do that kind of stuff. Where, where So tell me exactly what, what you did with them. Well, we, we've done this for about seven years where we, uh, we put on a small program. It's like 11, 12 families and parents have different discussions on raising better leaders, better kids that are less entitled. And then we have, uh, sessions for the kids, the young kids learning about, you know, just what it costs to their cost of goods for businesses. They learn about what a business is, ways that they can advertise. And, and then they actually, we send them off on the streets to go sell stuff. So they, they're off in teams and, and they, you know, they got their signs and they're out there. Like, it's funny. Like they're out there, they got to negotiate with people. They're getting through a lot of no's. They're, they're moping around till they get to a yes. And, and then like the, the lights go on, right? Like they're all, oh, they get to the yes and they see like five bucks come into their hands. It's just, totally. It's, it's cool. That is a cool thing to do. That yeah. is really cool. It's been uh it's been a good, good kind of, uh, I mean, I did it, you know, again, like any entrepreneur, right? Like I decide, Hey, my kids, so my kids are now 12 and 10, but I did this seven years ago. I'm like, there's nothing out there that really combines this for kids and parents and plus some sort of unique experience and, and a service element. I've said, well, we'll just create it. And so that was, that was the idea behind this little family event that we do. And we'll probably change it up for next year or, but you know, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, but I always do believe that this whole entrepreneurial life, like it's very intermeshed together, right? Like it's not, you can't just, it's not nine to five really. It's, it's everything. It's your family. It's, it's uh, what do you do with the, uh, with, with the key relationships that you have? It's, it's how do you live your life? How do you wake up in the morning in your morning routine? Like everything, like the better you are, the better you show up for your business. Like everything is so intermeshed as, as an entrepreneur. As there's no as, doubt. There's no yeah. doubt. And there's no doubt that your kids, my kids are naturally because of that. They're going to be different than a lot of their peers, right? A lot of people that are yeah, not. I hope so. I mean, uh, yeah. you, you feel different growing up? Yeah. You know what? It's, it's interesting. I, uh, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. And so I never really, you know, we all, we were just a product of what we know. So my experiences yeah. were, I, I, li- I was lived in a grocery store, lived in a convenience store, right? I was there stocking shelves when I was 12 years old and working and I didn't know any different. And then when I got out, um, you know, into the real world, I guess probably when I, again, after I kind of had my, my beat down a little bit from when the, when the when business got the best of me um, and I started on my way back up, I, I, I then realized just how valuable that experience really was. Cause I, I didn't truly appreciate it. Like I, I hated every minute of it, quite frankly, my father was pretty, pretty yeah, no, I hear you. but you know, I looked up and then now I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I've got, I'm, I'm so far ahead of everybody else because I just don't know any different. I, I don't know to go to work for somebody. I'm a hundred percent unemployable. It would never even occur to me. Right. Um, and so just not having a lot of those preconceived notions and kind of approaching the game very differently, I think it's a real blessing. Yeah, no, I, I remember, you know, like I said, I was 14 when I started telemarketing for my dad's medical equipment company. And, and then 16, I was out cold calling and so my friends were living at the beach and I'm out there, you know, slinging medical equipment, trying to sell it. And, and I was just like bummed that I couldn't go live at the beach, but my dad, he's like, no, Mr. Yannick, you go sell. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like what? yeah. And I was, but, but looking back, it gave me the greatest head start. And uh, we got a great compliment this past weekend from one of the parents. Uh, she had a 13 year old boy there in the program and, 
And he's like, well, you know, there's no one at school that I can really relate to. And, uh, you know, now I, I found this other group of, of kids and, and it's like, I can be myself. I can, you know, because they thought about business. They thought about just all these other things and they wanted to have better conversations than just, I don't know. Whatever. I think that's super, super cool. So are the parents entrepreneurs as well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're all either Maverick members or other entrepreneurs and, and, so oh man, I just I think I'm I'm really inspired by that. I mean, I've been over here taking notes. I'm I'm I've got to figure out. I'm going to talk to you more about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, how to do that I'll for sure. The uh, the manuals and things that we use, you can. I, I just think that's a great in San Diego or somewhere. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. A great idea. So, brother, I appreciate you being on here again. Any last words? I know we try to keep it short and sweet here. Any last words that you would share with with our audience out there about? You know, I know it, it, it's a journey. It's it's it not a, a you know, yeah. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I mean, kind of what would you, you've you've been you've been a lot. You've seen a lot. You've you've obviously got a lot of a uh, world experience with the with the different groups you're running in. What would be some value? You know, the one last piece of valuable advice you would share with everybody here. You know, I think um, I don't know where this is from, and it almost sounds like um, fortune cookie kind of wisdom, but it's it's never as bad as it seems, and it's never as good as it seems. So, you know, you could be feeling like you're on top of the world and it's, you know, the, it's, the truth. You know just remember there's, there's going to be a time when you're, when you're probably not. And, and also when you're down, like super depressed and be like, being like, God, my business sucks. You know, my, what's, what's going on here? I'm a failure. It's not as bad as you think. And, and it always turns around um, as long as you just kind of keep working and, and just keep, keep going a bit. And of course, like, I really believe that you grow through either pain or or joy so your joy is going to keep sort of pushing you forward like that's what keeps attracting you uh and then your pain is the these guardrails and you can make your guardrails as big as you want like the universe keeps bonking you on the head like if you didn't get that message Kent, when you were 32 you probably would have got an even bigger you know bonk on the head um you know but you got what you needed and and that's what turned you around so you know, for me, 400,000 was enough at that point. And I had a buddy that was like him, his message was 4 million that it took him to get out of what he was doing. So it was like, yeah, that that's one of the ways that the universe expresses us to get out of our own way and just keep going. Yeah. I couldn't have said it any better, dude. I mean, it's, it's one of those where those challenging times, they're challenging for a reason. And I look back, it, it's ironically, I'm, I'm sure you probably have a very similar story but i look back on them very fondly now but <laughs> yeah but like at they, the time i didn't i mean at the time it was right. the worst time of my life right but now i look back at it as such a such a blessing to have gone through all that and understand what it takes to be persistent and resilient and you know have that fortitude yeah it, it is absolutely amazing and then if you can have that elevated viewpoint and be like okay what's the real lesson here what's what's the greater meaning that that i can get out of this what's you know how can i even help others that might be going through this like there's something greater that you can always pull out of it, man. I love what you're doing. I love that you plan at such a high level. I mean, it's, it's really, really inspiring brother for the, for everybody that wants to, you know, reach out, learn more about you, get in touch with you. What's the easiest way for them to find yeah. out more? Uh, I say, check out the book evolved enterprise on, on Amazon or evolvedenterprise.com, And then I, I blog periodically at yannicksilver.com. So Y A N I K silver.com. And we'll make sure we put all this in the show notes for everybody here and, and uh, all the links will be in there as well, guys. So Yannick, I appreciate you, brother. It's a pleasure. I'm glad we finally did this and I'm looking forward to doing some big stuff together, man. All right. Sounds good. Thanks guys. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, as always, 
Give us your reviews on there. Let us know what you think of it. Give us a good rating. Let us know what you want to hear more of. Let us know what you want to hear less of. We want to have an open conversation with you as it comes to the podcast. So keep the information flowing. And Yannick, again, brother, appreciate it. Thanks, Ken. Thanks. You've reached the end of this episode, but there's plenty more for you over at thetimeisnow.com where you can sign up for our free mailing list to help you make the next big shift in your career. As always, we'll see you next time on the Time Is Now podcast where your business is personal. Is personal.